Level Up with Lilith. Uh, I'm super excited for today's guest, actually, because it brings back amazing memories. Uh, so I'm going to introduce you to Daniel Rosen. He is actually the owner and founder of Credit Repair Cloud, but there is a story that we're going to share first. So if you guys have seen Price is Right, uh, it is one of the shows that I've watched with my grandmother as I was growing up. Um, I remember two things from that show. I remember Bob and I remember the come on down guy, the voice. Uh, <laughs> and that's the voice that I have here. So I would love to, uh, well, first of all, welcome Daniel. Thank you for coming to the podcast. Um, Thank you for having of me. Of course. Uh, we've had some chats before and I'm, I'm really happy that you're here. Uh, but I did want to put you on the spot. Uh, and ask you if you can give our viewers that voice a little bit, bring them back some memories, some really good times. Come on down. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, yeah. so if we were just chatting about this. You also did like the whole specs. You read everything at the show oh, uh, sure. before you did the come on down and mm -hmm. after you did that and you were hyping up the crowd. Yeah. How was all of that for you? Like, did it take, how did you have so much energy? Well, that was what I, my whole, that's why they hired me. I was full of energy. Yeah. I should are, tell are you, you my. full of energy like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I should tell you how that all happened and how I started my software Please. company. And because it all goes back to when I was a kid, I was really obsessed with things. I still get obsessed with things. But as a kid, I was really into juggling. It's all I would do. I learned how to juggle when I was 10. Like and on I got the street, juggle on the street. Eventually, okay. I, I left home at 13, and I made a living juggling on street corners. Wow. That's how I made money to eat. And then I learned that if I could make people laugh, they'd put more money in my hat. <laughs> and that sort of got me into comedy. And then I, I kept practicing the juggling and obsessing and getting better and better. That's all, again, that's all I did all day. I'd practice eight hours a day, I became a world champion juggler. And then I, I, but I was still on the streets and I wanted to do something big time. I got offered a job in the circus, but I thought that's really gross. So instead I decided I was gonna be in the ice capades. Okay. So I went to a local skating rink and I said, I'd like to have ice skating lessons please because I'm going to be in the ice capades. They said, have you ever skated before? I said, no. And they thought I was crazy. But again, I obsessed and obsessed and obsessed and practiced, and I got into the ice capades. And I did this show, I, I, we were in these big arenas, and I was juggling fire and going backwards, because so I'd have to skate backwards so I wouldn't burn my face. And it was really kind of neat. I built up this whole act. But I thought it was gonna be this positive environment with athletes, and instead mm. they were all alcoholics and drug addicts, and it was a terrible oh, environment. But I realized, I missed the comedy that I'd done on the streets. So I decided I'm gonna get really good at comedy. I'm gonna leave this, I'll start working in comedy clubs or wherever I can, and I'm gonna be on Johnny Carson. So I worked for years in terrible comedy clubs and restaurants and discos where they'd shut the music off and say, okay, it's comedy time. Have <laughs> you ever been booed off of stage? Yes. Oh man. Well, I used to open for bands at the Roxy on Sunset Strip, uh -huh. and um, they would throw drinks at me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but I did every crappy gig, and I got better and better and obsessed over it, and eventually I made it on to Johnny Carson. And I did it several times, and then I started getting a lot of television shows. Um, and then I had this whole long career in uh, on television and going and doing my act in Las Vegas and 
all over the place. I was in a Broadway show called Sugar Babies, and I worked in every ama amazing theater that I had ever dreamed of, and it, from the outside, it looked like I had this amazing career. But in reality, I was broke all the time because there were long gaps between gigs, mm -hmm. so I was always living on credit cards. And then I got the Price is Right gig, which was my last long-time gig, and um, that was a lot of fun, and and it was fun saying, come on down, and a new car, you know, that kind of, <laughs> it's a Chrysler Crossfire, that sort of thing. But um, it was great fun, but what was amazing was I finally had steady money, and I was able to buy this little house. It was a little messed up house in Culver City, um, but I fixed it up, and I was so proud of that house because I finally achieved something. But then, one day, a bank error destroyed my credit mm -hmm. overnight. And because of that bank error, all my bills shot up, uh, all, the, all the credit cards were maxed out because of working on the house, and I was on a break from the prices right, and my bills doubled overnight, and I didn't have that money. Mm -hmm. And I almost went bankrupt, I almost lost my house, all because of this bank error. And I called the bank, and I told them that, hey, you made this mistake, and they said, sorry, we'll fix it, but it caused this whole domino effect on um, all my other credit cards. And so I'm sending letters, and I, I was too broke to hire a credit repair company, so I started to learn about how credit works and how credit how repair, repair works. How your own credit. Exactly. And I went down this rabbit hole that I never got out of. I, I learned everything about credit repair. I fixed my own problem. I started helping friends and family, and I started to see how many people had this same problem. Yes. And because 79% of credit reports have errors, and those errors, can uh, they can devastate your whole life. And you don't even know until it pops up in a situation where you really need your credit. Exactly, right? and there's identity theft right. and all kinds of stuff. And as I'm sending out all these letters and making all these calls and writing all these notes, I'm thinking, this is really, really repetitive work. Mm -hmm. I bet there's software for this. And there wasn't any. So I thought, aha, I found my way out of show business. I'm going to create the world's first credit repair software. <laughs> but I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know anything about software. writing code or software <laughs> or anything. I don't have a financial degree. I, I didn't even graduate high school. So I started learning coding, and I'd, I'd learn one language for a few months, and I'd realize it wasn't going to do what I wanted, so I'd start another one and start another one. I didn't know that you hire someone. Okay. <laughs> so, but, but I also kept drawing. I, I had this in my head. I knew what I wanted to make. So I kept drawing it over and over again like a crazy person. Um, like there's a movie called Close Encounters where this guy keeps drawing this mountaintop and he doesn't know why he's obsessed over it. That's how I was with the software. And I kept drawing it over and over and over. By the time I figured out that I needed to hire someone, I had made all the frame, the, the, the what do you call them? The wireframes. Wireframes. Mm -hmm. I'd made all the wireframes. So we knew what every page looked like. Very nice. Yeah, that was really cool. I didn't know that and I was doing. And you did all this in your basement? 
No, in your I didn't house? have a, a yeah in, in my house in this weird little room. <laughs> <laughs> so the I saw that room in a video, and and I, at some point, like I want you to explain like all of these hobbies that you've had that got you through this process as well, you know, and then and then that box with the little credit aid that you had to create. Yeah, tell us about all that. Well, that was the first software. It was this little download. It took me about five years to make it. I sold it for twenty dollars. And it did what it was supposed to do. It created the dispute letters of whatever issue you had on your credit report. But nobody wanted to buy it. Maybe in a good week, I could make $100. Mm -hmm. It was really, really rough. I did get fries to sell it, and they sold lots of them, but they never paid me. Why is that? I don't know. They kept saying, it's selling so well. Send some more. Send some more. You gotta and look then, at your contracts for Yeah, <laughs> then they never paid me. They paid me a little tiny bit, but finally I just, I got in a fight with them and I, and my living room was boxes, uh, mm. floor to ceiling, and I threw everything out and said, oh. I'm never doing this again. But I realized, here's what happened. Um, it wasn't, didn't work selling it to, oh, another thing I did was I, I spent a whole ton of money borrowing against my house to run commercials because I thought this is an infomercial product. So I, was, I had a doctor's suit and I was the credit doctor and um, it, it just failed and all that money was flushed away. I didn't, I didn't know about advertising or yeah. that you have to be able to track things. I didn't yeah. know anything back then. It was like learning everything from the beginning. Um, but what I did learn was businesses like mortgage brokers and realtors and auto dealers they started asking me for a bigger version mm -hmm. to help their clients. And that's when I thought, oh, I need to make something online and it needs to be a subscription because I was selling that $20 thing and I'd never see that person again. And you were selling it to consumers directly, Consumers, right? and yeah. And now your business model is B2B primarily, It's only correct? B2B, okay. yeah. And so I, th I thought of this thing, they weren't calling it the cloud yet, but some people were starting to, and I thought, that sounds cool. It's going to be credit repair cloud. <laughs> and I, uh, I knew it was going to take a lot of money, and I was broke. So I started meeting with investors, and they all said no. Mm. So I just thought, I'm not going to leave this room until I figure it out. And I sat there for a good five years. I didn't really leave that room very much. I didn't. I didn't bathe, I didn't brush my teeth, I didn't sleep much, and slowly I put together a SaaS software and launched it, mm -hmm. and people liked it, and it started to get a little traction. How did you get your first client? Well, luckily, that one for the consumers' businesses had started to buy it, and I had this relationship with a handful of customers who wanted it, and I kept hyping them up that this thing's coming, that's going to do all these amazing things, and um, and it got some early traction. I got very, very nice. lucky. Okay. Yeah. Tell us where your product's at now. Oh, now yeah. it's uh, well. Now it's we've got thousands. It, it's the software that most credit repair businesses in America run on. Yeah, and what you I'm even help businesses that are trying to get into the into the credit repair world too. Yes, to, with the software to be able to power all of that. Exactly, because it's it's a whole business. All you have to do is, add, and it's your own business. All you have to do is add clients, and so we have courses to teach them how to how to do all those parts as well. But it. Um, 
It's like a CRM that does magical things with credit reports. It imports the credit report data from the credit bureaus, shows you in, in one click all the problems on the report, and then it starts handling the dispute process. Mm -hmm. it, it really makes it effortless. Whereas it used to take hours and hours to, to do this by hand. Now it's a couple clicks. It even sends letters for you, so you don't have to stuff any envelopes. That's great. Yeah. So what, what impact do you think, and maybe through research and, and stuff like that, what impact, because I think that, like you said, a lot of credit errors happen even today. Sure. Um, some impact the consumer financially, some may not, Just it might just be a report on their credit. What, how do you think your business model helps consumers, like statistically or you know what you've been through, you know exactly how it is from a personal perspective. I personally think a lot of people get helped through credit repair. I think that not everyone's educated on how to maintain their credit. Right. And, one, and usually it's too late by the time they get there. And, you know, when your credit's down, you don't have the money. You can't hire this person. Uh, so it's really complicated to navigate through that on top of everything else that sure. that has to offer. Sure. Well, how it helps is, I mean, it, it there are those errors. And then there's also accurate items very often there's something inaccurate about how they're being reported. And the way the law is written, the Fair right. Credit Reporting Act, if there's an error in how it's listed on the report, even if it's a bankruptcy, if there's some error in there, there usually is, it can be removed with the right letter and with the right persistence. And so the software guides you through all that. But we keep a stat on our homepage of our software, and I believe it's over 12 million uh, credit items improved. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so nice. it's we've helped millions of people. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and, it and changes it's affordable lives. for consumers, right? To to you know uh, engage with your clients and, and help with their credit. Absolutely. Credit. Okay, good. Um, tell me what you learned in that process. Those five years where you didn't bathe and didn't brush <laughs> your teeth and all of that, uh, it can't be easy. You know, most people would not go past maybe a year or two. It takes a lot of persistence, a lot of self-motivation to get there. What got you through those five years? I had left show business, and I just could not go back. I was at that point, I was in my 40s. My act was getting sad, mm. and um, with the juggling and stuff, which I would still do occasionally between and prices I'm, I'm right and other. I'm going to ask you to later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was this stuff going on in my head when I would go into a show. I just knew I couldn't go back to it. I, some of the gigs were on cruise ships, and it was like being held hostage. Mm -hmm. And I just burned all those bridges. And I had no safety net, and it had to succeed. And I failed miserably again and again and again and again, but I kept pivoting and adjusting little bits. It kind of like, I mean, it took, the first incarnation of our software was 10 years where it went nowhere. And then the second, but, but then second incarnation, I started failing more often, mm -hmm. which really, really helped. And it, it's kind of like, it reminds me of the story of um, Thomas Edison inventing the light bulb. And he, it took him 10,000 tries, yeah. as the story goes. And at the end, he said, uh, I didn't feel like a failure. I, having it take 10,000 tries, I learned 10,000 ways to not make a light bulb. 
and it was the same with our software there company. Yeah, the biggest thing that led to growth was, was actually getting help. For the first few years, I was all by myself. I was, um, I had a website with pictures of people on it, the whole team, but they were all me. I was pretending <laughs> to be these different people. Yeah. I was Phil on sales, I was Tammy on support, and it was just crazy. It was so stressful, and then I'm up all night with developers, and then I didn't have money for advertising, yeah. so I just thought, and I didn't know how advertising worked. I had already failed so miserably with the TV ads mm -hmm. that I just thought, I'll just write all night while I'm sitting here with these programmers. I'll write all night till the sun comes up. And I did that every single night. And then I'd work all day the next day. And um, eventually, uh, well, you met Keenan. Yes, I yes. did. Yes. Eventually, I, I hired Keenan, and he was in high school. And um, that was the very first hire. And it was incredibly expensive. He wanted $500 a month which was more money than I could imagine. But suddenly I had help. I didn't have to be Tammy on support anymore. And everyone hated Tammy. He was your first employee, and now you yes. have how many employees? Close to 100. Very nice. Yeah. Good. And he's been with you part of that entire process. Helping yeah, almost 10 years. That's amazing. But a few months in, and he, he was in high school, but he looked much younger. He looked like he was about 12. He still looked like yeah. he was about 12. <laughs> but he started giving me advice. And I started thinking, why is this kid giving me advice? And then a few months later, I started following his advice. We started making a lot more money. And then he started <laughs> really running the company. Yeah. I mean, he started telling me, hire people, hire, get more people. And we started to build out departments. And um, it was, and then, then I had to change. I had to learn uh, how to grow an organization and how, what that would look like and how to do planning and meetings and all this stuff. I'd never, I, I didn't have an MBA or anything like that, so I had to suddenly go find mentors and learn how to be a leader, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm still learning. I'm still trying to become good at it. It's hard. Yeah, it's a, it's a good thing because you know, leadership does change over time uh, just because people change over time. And sure. you have to constantly, the bigger you go, uh, you know, the, you have to change your style, right? Because everybody has a different, what do they call it, love language when, when it comes to business and how they like to receive feedback. Sure. So you just, you evolve over time. So I think mentorship, whether you're mentoring somebody or seeking mentors, that never, that never stops. Um, and I like people that no matter how successful they get, they're always looking to learn and evolve in that aspect as well. Sure. Let's talk about advertising. So we talked okay. a little bit about when you were consumer facing, you didn't have the money or the ability to do advertising for consumers. Now you're a, a very nice, sizable company, B2B. Um, obviously, there's two different types of advertising for consumers and businesses. How did you figure out on the business side? It's easier. E is it? It's Tell way me. easier. Oh, at least for me, it's okay. way easier. Um, yeah, you you just have to. You, businesses all want the same thing. They they they. I, in the beginning, I thought it was about money, but our customers really want to make an impact and they want to change lives, and that's who comes towards us. But how did I nail that? 
Do you think your personal experience made an impact when you're speaking with other businesses? Oh, absolutely. Know why you started this business? Absolutely. And then they can relate to me. Exactly. Because they've been through the same hell. Most of the people who use our software have had terrible credit trauma. The whole credit system is, is designed to hurt people. It's really right. terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it defines you too. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. the thing. It's it defines you, but it's really hard to keep it healthy. Yes. Um, for many people, it doesn't even matter where you're at in your career. It's just really hard. the 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 busier you are and the higher up you you are in your career, you don't also don't have time to manage constantly. You're not looking through your credit cards every single day right. to make sure there's no fraud happening. Um, but it's 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 an amazing thing to have to be have the ability to. Uh, fix what defines you as a person because every decision you make somehow ties back to your credit. You want to rent a house, uh, it ties to your credit. You want to sure. get a gas bill, it could tie to your credit. There's so many different ways now that you could get hurt out sure. there. Sure. Yeah. Even in some states when applying for a job or That's or right. an apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, that happened to me recently. I was being, um, my background check was being run because of an association that I was joining. Um, they pulled up something that I had no idea was on my credit, and I looked into it, and it was the same first name, last name, same year of birth, completely different person. Mm. So I had to go through and get this information from the court, then contact the attorney, and eventually they ended up taking it off of it because they, you know, I had all the documents to prove that this is not my social security sure. and all of that. But had I not been going through a background check process, I could have been applying for a home loan and that could have actually rejected me. Sure. Uh, but they, they submitted that background check to me so I could review it. Not everybody gets that opportunity. So, so definitely important to keep monitoring it. I think credit monitoring services are also very important. Yes. Yeah. So what's next for you? What's, what's, what's um, Credit Repair Cloud up to now? Well, right now we're growing our product department. Um, so we're adding on, we're hiring many more people. Um, we're now getting into AI, so there's all these cool AI things we're going to use within the software. Uh, we also, speaking of credit monitoring, we launched a credit monitoring about a year ago. That's been amazing. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. And um, then we have a, a really big, big, big project that's going to help lots and lots of businesses who have customers with credit issues. So that'll be dentists, people who install solar, mortgage, realtors, car dealers, uh, folks like that who's, who need to have a customer with good credit to sell whatever the thing is that they sell. We're going to have a pipeline where millions of people can come in and if, if they send their, their customer the credit will be worked on and sent right back to them. Got it. Yeah, when they're ready okay. to purchase. Good. So that's going to help. So that's that's a, a big, big thing. That's our next year project. Very nice. Well, mm -hmm. good luck with that. Thank um, you. You you don't just operate in the U.S., correct? You operate outside of the U.S. as well? Employees? Oh, employees. We're, we've got about 30 in the U.S. and then another 65 or 70 uh, around the globe. Uh, we've uh, actually 50, 50 or 60 of them are in India. We have an office in India as okay. well. Mm -hmm. All our technical I mean, staff. It, it, it's fascinating. I hope, I hope what our viewers get from this is, you know, you can start a business, you can give up pretty quickly, 
um, I think most businesses fail because of giving up too quickly and yes. not having a plan in place and trying out different things. I mean, mistakes are the most important part of growth, whether it's personal or, or business. Uh, you just can't let it get you down. So thank you for inspiring uh, me uh, and hopefully everybody else. But uh, this yes. was great. I do have a riddle for you to close, though. Oh, okay. Uh, I got this yesterday, and I did get the answer. If you don't get the answer, it's okay. okay. Our viewers will probably try to get it on online. But um, the, the riddle is this. What appears twice in November, once in June, and not once in May? Twice in November, once in June... And not and once, not in, once May. in May. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay, good. That's fine. Uh, okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give the answer. Um, well, once we play this podcast, people will share their answer. But uh, I'll give it to you later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Uh, I do want to thank you, Daniel. Thank you so much for coming to my podcast. Uh, I know you have your own. I know you do this and. Uh, and it's really great that your voice is out there. And, and if, if there's anything I could do to help your voice spread, um, I think what you do is very important. Well, so thank, thank you. you. And thank you for having me. This was awesome. Thank you. Uh, and thank you for watching Level Up with Lilith. Um, and if you have any comments, suggestions, or answers to my riddle, please feel free to do so.